Hi, I'm Melissa with Mix In Some Magic. I'm a Disney planning expert and I'm here to mix a little magic into your day. Each week I share Disney vacation planning tips, park strategies, and a little bit of Disney history sprinkled in. Of course, I like to include lots of Disney magic. Join me, let's mix in some magic. Welcome! Thanks for being here! I have been so excited about this episode because I finally get to talk all about the gumball rally that we did last week, our epic race around Disneyland. I get to share it all with you. My husband's going to be joining me and we finally get to tell you where we placed. And I can't wait. I'm so excited. But first we got to get to a little bit of news because there's been quite a bit of Disney news that has dropped recently. Um, big thing happening is the Run Disney marathons and races are coming back to Disneyland. So those tickets and reservations opened up on Tuesday. And hopefully if you are planning on doing something like that, one of those races which are taking place next January, hopefully you got your spot. I am not doing that, so I didn't participate in any of the madness, but people were waiting for quite a long time. So hopefully if you're doing something like that, you were able to snag your spot, and now all you have to do is start training. <laughs> it does sound fun. You you run all around Disneyland, there's characters out, and I just don't run, so it doesn't appeal to me, but it does sound fun. For like half a second, I thought... I should do something like that and then I remembered that I don't like running so then I brought myself back to reality and I will not be participating in that but I can't wait to watch everybody else and cheer them on because it does look very fun also Walt Disney Company had their quarterly earnings call recently and while that was happening then Bob Iger revealed that Disneyland would be creating an avatar experience which is pretty cool. So Disneyland's getting an avatar experience. If you've ever been to Disney World, they have a whole avatar world called Pandora in Animal Kingdom and there's two rides. There's a restaurant or two. It's absolutely incredible. It's one of my very favorite Disneyland parks just because of Pandora. So there's been a lot of speculation about what is coming to Disneyland. There's really no space to do a whole Avatar land and Disney World already has that. But I think most likely what will happen is we'll get an Avatar the experience because since October of last year, Singapore has hosted an immersive walkthrough attraction that allows guests to interact with the world of Pandora in many different ways. So you can see what you look like as a Navi, learn about bioluminescent plant life of Pandora, and you can even come face to face with incredibly lifelike full-scale animatronics of some of the creatures featured in the Avatar film. So something like this seems far more likely than a whole new land, which Disneyland does not have space for. And interestingly enough, this one in Singapore is wrapping up in March. And my guess is they're going to be bringing it to Disneyland. It's already created. It's already made. My guess is they'll be bringing it to Disneyland so that we can experience it out here, which I think will be pretty cool. 
I'm kind of guessing it will go somewhere like the Star Wars launch bay or I mean I guess it even could go in the ESPN zone but I'm guessing they'll put it inside the park so that you'll have to have your park ticket to experience it but that's pretty cool so we can look forward to that I'll let you know when we get more information another big thing happening is we got a date change for the reopening of Toontown so it was supposed to be opening March 8th, but they changed the date and it is now opening on March 19th, which is kind of disappointing for me because I booked a trip specifically so I could be there for the reopening of Toontown and I bought tickets to go to Princess Night because it was happening at the same time and I'm not really overly excited about Princess Night. I'm... I was just going to be there and I thought, oh, that would be a good thing to experience so I can let people know what it's all about. But I was really most interested in being there for the opening of Toontown and now they changed it. I guess there's been a lot of rain and things that have delayed the re-theming project. So that's why they've pushed back the date. But that means I'm going to be there for Princess Night, but no Toontown reopening just kind of disappointing but that's okay because once it opens I'll head over there a week or so afterwards to check it all out but I won't be there for the actual opening date but I will be there for princess night so we'll see how that goes I don't know I'm not a huge princessy person I'm sure it'll be super fun we'll see I'll let you know how it all goes how it all plays out but because there is no Toontown reopening, that means I have a free day at Disneyland. I'm going to be there with a couple of um, Disney creator friends, and we are planning a huge, epic, kind of, not really a challenge, but kind of a scientific experiment with Genie Plus, so we can see how valuable it really is. So we're kind of taking different strategies, and we're going to document everything over on Instagram, and see how valuable Genie Plus is versus if you were to tour the parks without Genie Plus. So stay tuned for that. I think that's going to be really interesting and hopefully great information. So that is happening in place of Toontown reopening, which is actually pretty great because we've been trying to find a time that we could do this experiment. And now we have a time. We've got a whole day. So that'll be great. I'm excited about that. More I'm more excited about that than I am about Princess Night, but maybe it'll just all prove me wrong and Princess Night will be amazing and all of that. A lot of people are going to be dressed up. I feel pressure with dressing up. I don't enjoy planning cute outfits. I don't understand cute outfits. I just need to be warm and comfy and Princess Night is at night. And I just want to wear leggings and a sweatshirt and maybe a coat and a hat. And everyone's going to be all glammed up. And that's just not me. I need a princess sweatshirt. I'm going to have to look for that. Anyway, I will keep you updated on all of that. But let's jump into my gumball rally experience. I finally convinced my husband to make his podcast debut, his reluctant podcast debut. And so let's get to it. Let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, it'll be all things Gumball Rally. And I can't wait to tell you where we placed. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Mix and Some Magic. 
Are you wondering which hotel is best for your family when you're visiting Disneyland? Yeah, it can be overwhelming. There are so many choices. I have toured or stayed at over 40 hotels around Disneyland, and this month, the month of February, I am sharing all of my knowledge with my Instagram subscribers. So each week, I'm covering a different topic. We're talking about on-property hotels, budget hotels, hotels with breakfast, hotels within walking distance, hotels with a shuttle, hotels with bunk beds, luxury hotels, all kinds of information about hotels so that you can decide where the best place is for you and your family. So all you have to do to get all of this information is become one of my Instagram subscribers. It's $4.99 a month. You can cancel anytime. Each month we cover a different topic that will be helpful for you when you're planning your Disneyland vacation and all the information is saved. So you can go back and listen to any of it at any time. It's all right there just for my subscribers. So I'll put a link to my Instagram in the show notes. Click over there, join my subscribers. You're not behind. You can easily catch up and you can go back to January where we talked all about saving for your Disney vacation and saving money while you're in the parks. So come and join us. It's tons of great information that I know will be helpful to you. All right, I've got my husband, Mace, here. He joined me on the Gumball Rally, and he's super excited to come and talk to us all about our Gumball Rally experience. Thanks for being here, babe. Super excited to be here. <laughs> Are you really? <laughs> I am. I'm just a little awkward, I guess. I'm I'm shy by nature, and so it's kind of awkward for me to to be on a podcast. I've never been on a podcast before. Well... It's going to be fun. It helps that you're here, though. You you comfort me. Oh, good. <laughs> well, tell <laughs> us about yourself. Uh, I am a health and wellness coach with a, more of a focus on, on mental toughness and emotional wellness. I'm also a, a consultant for emotional, sorry, emotional intelligence assessment, which is a big concept to describe in, in a short amount of time. So I won't try to do that. Um, I am an associate professor in an online clinical doctorate program here in Utah. And I teach leadership courses and management courses to physician associates um, who are working to get their doctorate degree. So dip my, uh, my toes in quite a few different things, but I really love the health and wellness stuff. And you really love Disney. Did you forget to say that? I do love Disney. Yes. I just, I just wanted that recorded. Indeed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's, it's documented. Okay. Well, let's get to know your Disney side a little bit. If you have a Disney side, I wouldn't say that you really have a Disney side, but maybe it's hidden. It could be. Let's find out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite Disney park that you've visited? Uh, yeah, I think that I, I really enjoy California Adventure. Yeah. So DCA, I would say, is probably my favorite. But there are a lot of parts of Disneyland that I really enjoy, too. So 
But if I have to choose, if you're going to make me choose DCA. Hey, I'm making you. So yes. Okay. What about your favorite ride? What's your favorite Disney ride? Any Disney ride. Um, That would include DCA, right? Sure. Any Disney park, any Disney ride. I love Soren. That's probably, I'd have to say that's probably my favorite. The Toy Story ride. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy that one. And then Big Thunder is another favorite. Yeah, those are all good ones. What is your favorite thing to eat when you're at Disney? Yes. (laughs) All of it? (laughs) All of it. Um, We're talking quick foods. I I do love the corn dogs at that little red, whatever they call it, a wagon that that sells the corn dogs. I love the corn dogs. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and then where was it that we ate? It was last time just you and I went and we ate at that restaurant and I had the overnight oats. Oh, at Carnation Cafe. Yes. Those overnight oats were a 10 out of 10. Yeah. They were surprisingly good. Yeah. That was for breakfast. Yes. Yes. And you love the Kung Pao Bao from Lamplight Lounge. Kung Pao Bao. Yep. I can't say enough good things about that. That was yummy. Okay, what if anything? I don't. I don't think you've probably ever thought about this question, but what is on your Disney bucket list? Do you do you have a Disney bucket list? <laughs> no, but pretend you did, and what would be on it? Alani, is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. I love Hawaii. So, if if I have a Disney bucket list then give me Disney and Hawaii at the same time. Perfect. That's on my list too. So we should plan that. Maybe we could go together. Yes. Okay, let's do it. They have a Spartan race in Hawaii too, so we could triple up. Okay, perfect. Well, we are here today to talk about the Gumball Rally. This was the first year that either of us had done it. And first I want to kind of explain what it is. Apparently this has been going on for 17 years. Is that right? Yeah. 17. So I had not heard of it until last year. Then I was telling you about it and you love doing OCR, like obstacle course racing and competitions. And I thought that would be so fun to do together because it kind of combines both of our interests into one. (laughs) I mean, sort of, there were no obstacle courses that we ran on the gumball rally, but no, but a lot of quick movement. I will say that dusty, uh, the guy who, who runs the gumball rally, dusty, if you're listening, if you can get it approved next time we do this gumball rally, if you can get Disneyland to let me in through security with a weighted vest, I will do the gumball rally with a weighted vest on. (laughs) It'll probably be 90 degrees. Bring it. (laughs) I will not do that. (laughs) I refuse. So anyway, the Gumball Rally has been happening for 17 years. And it's this epic race around Disneyland where you're essentially trying to ride as many rides as possible in the allotted amount of time. And you have to answer questions as you go along to prove that you've actually ridden the ride. Or sometimes we'd have to take pictures to prove that we rode the ride and it was really fun they do it every february and 
I really liked it. What did you think of it overall? I liked it a lot. I, I, my initial impressions before we even started, I was thinking it was going to be a lot more intense, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like, it was really laid back, really easy going, but at the same time, everybody was having fun and everyone was just trying to do their best throughout the day. So I was, I was thinking it would be a lot more intense, but I'm used to that sort of thing. So, but I really enjoyed it. I think I was feeling the intense and you weren't feeling that. I was stressed the whole time. Like my brain was going the whole time trying to think about like what ride should we do next? How long is the wait time over here? If we do this, would that set us back or would that move us forward? I was stressed. You were probably more stressed because you couldn't use Genie Plus. Yes, that's true. And that makes things a lot, a lot better. I did. You didn't look stressed though. Oh, good. <laughs> Every year the ra- the rules change a little bit. Apparently, this is what we hear because this was our first year. So last year, people weren't allowed to use phones at all. So you couldn't check wait times using your phone. You couldn't mobile order. You couldn't even have your phone out to text somebody or take pictures. It was very strict. But this year, they allowed people to use their phones, but you weren't allowed to use Genie Plus or paid Lightning Lanes or anything like that. But you could mobile order food and you could check wait time. So we found out all of this right when we got there that morning. And so they, every year they change the rules a little bit, which is part of the fun, I guess, of the gumball rally, because you never really know what to expect. So I was pretty happy that we could use our phones. And we came into it as a creator team. So there's the regular contestants, and then we were on a creator team. So we weren't competing against the regular group of people we were competing against just the creators and we were there to highlight the whole gumball rally and kind of bring awareness to it because I think a lot of people have no idea that it's even a thing so that was our job I think we did our job I think we did I'll give more credit to you I was just I was just there to to walk briskly and to support you in any way that I could So the way he supported me mostly was by keeping me fed because we decided (laughs) beforehand that we weren't going to waste time stopping for food. So we packed in all of our food so that we didn't have to stop and get anything to eat. We had it all. So we ate breakfast before we got there and then we just carried around granola bars, protein drinks. I had a lukewarm protein drink at some point. That was disgusting beef jerky yeah few few bags of candy to keep the the sweet tooth at bay yeah licorice there was a time though where we were kind of in between we had to be somewhere right at three o'clock i think it was the group photo but we didn't have time to to fit anything else in so we had like a 20 minute window and we did grab some popcorn and that was nice yes so that was the only thing that we purchased to eat. So it was a pretty inexpensive day at Disneyland. There was no shopping, no eating. It was awesome. (laughs) Because we didn't spend money. (laughs) We didn't spend money. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we got there to check in. So the Gumball Rally started this year at the Anaheim Hotel, and we got there to check in right at 630. That was our check-in time. We ate McDonald's as we walked over, and I was surprised at how 
quickly and efficiently check-in time ran because there I don't know exactly how many teams there were I think there were around 200 ish mm-hmm. so there that was teams and teams can have two three or four people so there were a lot of people there checking in but they got us in real quick they were hurrying because they wanted everybody to be ready to go so we could get to the parks in time for a rope drop that was the goal so when we got there they had this we were standing in line and we got up to the front and they had me choose a little slip of paper out of a bowl and it had the time 11 a.m. written on it, but we didn't know what that meant. So we gave them our paper when we checked in. They gave us two cards that said like Mice Chat Gumball Rally on it and they wrote 11 a.m. and they handed it to us and they said, don't lose these. This is important. Dusty will explain it later. And then we went and sat down and waited for our instructions so they gave everybody on the team a lanyard and a couple of pens yeah and then we had information about the sponsors like getaway today and i think that was it and then they handed out rules when they started and dusty from mice chat explained the rules i listened really carefully and what else did he tell us oh he told us about the cards that he had the little cards they had written on that was a return time to go ride the new attraction Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway which was huge because i was feeling a little sad that we weren't going to get to ride it cuz i assumed we wouldn't cuz i assumed they wouldn't allow people to you know try to get in virtual queues i didn't think that would be part of the game but they gave everybody playing a return time to ride mickey and minis which was pretty awesome i don't know how dusty worked that magic but it's pretty awesome that he was able to score a return time for everybody to ride mickey and minis so our time was 11 a.m so that was just a completely random time and i was pretty happy with that time because some of the people i think it started at 8 30 And those people were going to miss out on shorter wait times other places because they were riding Mickey and Minnie. Didn't it break down right after 8.30, though? Yes, it did. And it was down for quite a while. It was down at our time. Yeah, it was. We'll talk about that when we get there. Oh, sorry. I'm jumping the gun. You're jumping ahead. Sorry. (laughs) So he gave us two books. So it was random which book you started with. There was a red book. And there was, I think it was green. Do you think it was green or gray? Honestly, I didn't even pay attention to the color. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've been saying green and I've heard other people say gray. I, it, I thought it was a dark green. I'm going to call it green. So they gave everyone a random book. And inside this book were 20 attractions that you could ride during the first part of the day. So there were 20 inter- attractions in each book that were potential for you to ride. And each attraction had either a question or uh, instructions for you to take a picture of yourself on the ride to prove that you'd ridden it. And then beginning at, was it 1130? 11 up until 3 p.m., right? Yes, you could go and exchange your book for the second book whenever you were done. And it was up to you when you wanted to exchange it, whatever you wanted. So we started with the red book. And then Dusty also told us that at three o'clock, there would be a big team group picture. And if you came to the picture, it was worth 10 points. If you miss the picture, it's really hard to win Gumball Rally. So each attraction you ride is worth a point. There were 49 points possible, including the team picture. Because Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway was in each book, but you didn't write it twice. You just picked 
whatever, you know, whatever time your return time was, you would write it during that time. So there were 49 points possible. And if you answered a question wrong, though, you lost a point. So even if you'd written the attraction, if you got the answer wrong, then you were out a point. And every ride was worth the same. So Rise of the Resistance was worth one point. The teacups were worth one point. It was all equal. I think in years past, it hasn't been equal. But this year, it was all equal. We got our books and we headed over to the park. We were there in time for rope drop. The whole time we were walking over, I was looking at the attractions that we had and trying to decide where we started. Like, where do we go first? Where do we go second? How were we going? I was trying to strategize. And I set alarms because I didn't want to miss our Mickey and Minnie return time. I didn't want to miss turning in the book because at three o'clock they cut you off. If you haven't turned in your book, then too bad for you. And I didn't want to miss the team picture. So I set alarms on my phone and that's when the anxiety started probably. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I didn't see it. It didn't seem like you were stressed. (laughs) I was a little stressed, but I was trying to have fun, but it's still, there's just so many things to think about. So the gumball rally is a lot of strategy, but it's also a lot of luck Mm -hmm. too, because you don't know how long a wait time is actually going to be. And you don't know how, you know, what rides are going to go down when you're on them, things like that. So we decided to start with the storybook land canal boats. So I wanted to start with some slow loading rides because the wait times were shorter in the morning. And I thought, let's just get those out of the way first. And our first book had a lot of fantasy land rides. And not a lot of the big rides. Like, what didn't we have? We didn't have Big Thunders, uh, Space, Matterhorn. I think the biggest rides we had on there were Rise and um, Splash Mountain. And then we had the Millennium Falcon, right? Yes. Those were on our first booklet. A lot of the things that we had on the first part of the day were walk-through attractions. Like they gave us the Main Street Cinema. They gave us the Disneyland Gallery. There was the Tiki Room. That's not a walk-through, but there was the Tiki Room and Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, um, several Fantasyland rides. And so I was kind of feeling like we were already at a disadvantage because I knew that that second booklet was going to have all those bigger rides And they were going to have longer wait times because we weren't going to get to them till later in the day. So I was already feeling like the book we started with gave us a disadvantage. But what are you going to do? So we jumped in line for Storybook Land Canal Boats and we waited longer than I anticipated because they started bringing out more boats, but they weren't loading people on them. They were taking them around, I guess, for a test float. Yeah, they only had one boat going. Yeah, maybe two. But I think we waited probably like what? 10 minutes, 15 minutes to get on? 10 minutes at least, yeah. Yeah, and that was a little disheartening because we're ready to like run and hurry and go fast and then we just stood there. And it wasn't even snack time yet. No, it wasn't snack time. (laughs) And we just stood there and the whole time you're second guessing yourself because you're like, should we leave? Do we bail on this line and go hit something else? But we've already put this time in. What do we do? So we stuck it out. We wrote it, and the question on that one was, how many tunnels and bridges do you go through or under on the attraction? So a lot of the questions, they're designed so that you ride the ride because nobody's going to know these things unless you're actually on the ride. So they're designed that way on purpose, but some of them were a little tricky to answer. 
Are we supposed to talk about the questions? We can talk about the questions. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> we can talk about the questions. Some of them were really easy and some of them were really tricky. Like the one for pirates. We rode pirates in the morning. I guess that was another one we had that's a bigger one. So we rode pirates and the question was something like how many pirates are on the steps across from the auction scene. And there were three pirates there, but right above the steps, there was a pirate sitting on a barrel or something. And so we sat there and debated, like, does that pirate count? Because he's kind of on the steps, but not really. And it was stressful. Well, even even if it was a, a pretty easy question, there were a lot of times there were there was one or two words in there that if you didn't pay attention to this the small detail in there, like one or two words, then you were going to get it wrong. Like the bridges and tunnels, I noticed someone counting all of the all of the bridges on the ride versus just the one that you go under. Mm. And so, if you if you weren't paying attention to the details, then you were going to come out with the wrong answer. Right, so. and that would be bad because then you would lose a point. And we, since we've never done this before, we weren't sure how strict they were on these questions, and we weren't sure are they trying to trick us. Maybe I don't, we didn't know. So we spent a lot of time wondering if we were answering things correctly, but we did pirates. We did splash. We did jungle cruise. We did millennium Falcon. We are, we were able to use single rider line, which was nice. So we used single rider for millennium Falcon and Matterhorn later in the day. Um, but we had the Sleeping Beauty Castle walkthrough and the Main Street Cinema. We had to count the number of painted people that were watching a certain movie. So we both got in there and we counted and we got different numbers. So then we counted again and then we got it right. We watched Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. The question for that one is at the very end because they want to make sure you actually experience the attraction. And that was a long film to sit through. Yeah. We're trying to hurry. Yeah, that was an easy one too, but it was just the time that you had to put in. Yes. And we did Splash Mountain early. Yes. Because it was kind of cold and we figured no one's going to want to get on Splash Mountain when it's kind of cold. So I didn't want to get on Splash Mountain. The cold never bothered me anyway. (laughs) Good Frozen reference. (laughs) See what I did there? I see that. (laughs) Uh, We went to the Tiki Room and the shooting gallery. We had to shoot a certain target. And then this tombstone popped up and we needed to know the date on the tombstone. But we had to shoot it a couple times because our eyes aren't as good as they used to be. And we couldn't agree on the number. (laughs) Finally, I had to take a picture of it and zoom in real close so we could see what number it actually was. (laughs) we're old but then it came to 11 o'clock we rushed over to get on mickey and minnie's runaway railway and it was closed and that was disappointing because it had been closed a lot during the day which i knew meant as soon as it opened there were going to be tons of people coming to ride it who had missed their return time their virtual queue and there was also going to be tons of people who had purchased lightning lanes that were coming to ride it and the line was going to be long So we were worried about that and we were thinking we might just have to skip it because you have to take some strategy into account. Like we decided not to ride Rise of the Resistance 
because we for sure knew that was going to be at least an hour out of our day and it counted the same as the teacups. So we weren't going to waste our time in line for Rise of the Resistance. And I was thinking we were going to have to skip Mickey and Minnie, which made me sad because I wanted you to ride it because you've never you'd never been on it before. Yeah, you had been on it three times already, right? Uh, five. Not that day, but oh, yes. five. Yeah, but I'd already been on it. But I was really hoping that we would be able to make it work. Um, We also rode the teacups and we had been saving that one because we knew it was going to be a quick ride. Even when the line is long, it still moves quickly. It was almost our turn. And then they had to shut the whole thing down because someone threw up on the teacups. Mm -hmm. So we stood there watching the poor custodial worker clean up the barf all over the teacup. And just when we thought it was done, ready to go, no, nope, he had missed some. There was some on the other side. Yep. I mean, it, it was, it's like a concave plate under the teacup, so it went everywhere. <laughs> you couldn't see it, luckily. It was just, it, just the thought of it was kind of nasty. So that was a long time, just waiting for the teacups to get cleaned and then everybody that was in line standing there watching nobody got on that teacup nobody wanted it and when we walked past later and saw someone in that teacup we were like it's the barf cup poor poor suckers (laughs) yeah in the barf cup well at this point i think it was around i want to say like one o'clock ish and we could go turn in our book if we wanted or we could keep working on this book. So I was kind of torn because I knew it would be a good idea to start working on the new questions, but I also knew that those were going to be longer waits. And I thought it would probably be valuable to knock out as many of the easy ones as we could on our first booklet. So we decided to go over to Tom Sawyer's Island and answer that question. And I that was what gave me the most stress and anxiety all day was trying to decide if we should go over to Tom Sawyer's Island. Yeah. Because we were over in Fantasyland. That's right where we turn in our book. And I was like, it would be like the time involved in walking over there and waiting for the raft and going around the island answering the question. But that might be an easy one to answer. It might be quicker than waiting for Space Mountain or Big Thunder or something. So I went back and forth about that a lot. And finally, we decided to just do it. So we went over and that one was a really hard question. We had to count how many caves were around the island. And that was hard because what counts as a cave? We weren't really right. sure. Yeah. And we were worried that after we left the island, we were kind of worried that we had just wasted that time because we didn't feel like we even got the answer right. Yeah. So that was stressful. You said, do you want to walk around the island and count again? And I was like, I don't think it would help. I think we would still be just as confused because there were some little crevices. You're like, is that a cave? I don't know. I don't think it's a cave, but somebody else might count it as a cave. So I was a little discouraged after that because I felt like we had just wasted that time. And if I knew that we had gotten it right, I would have felt better about it. But I'm, I was like, I think that was just a total waste. And we got that question wrong but it was too late we turned in our booklet I handed it to Dusty and then this was probably 1 30 ish and then he made me feel like we were way behind I don't think he did it intentionally but he was like oh yeah you're turning in your first book good job 
good for you. You know what? You can still do this. You can still, you can still do this. And he was being all encouraging, but I was like, what do you mean still do this? Are we really far behind? <laughs> I didn't get that. I, I just heard him say, you guys are doing great. No, I felt like he was telling me we were behind and we better oh. step it up or we had no chance at all. Yeah. Sorry. I missed that one. That's probably not what he was saying, but I kind of was getting that vibe. So like I thought, there were a bunch of long lines in the afternoon. And I thought, oh, all those people who have the book we started with, they get to go walk through the Main Street Cinema and they get to go on teacups and they get to go in the tiki room and watch Mr. Lincoln. They get to do all these things that I know they're not going to have to wait a long time for. And we have all these attractions that are going to be super long that we just have to suck up and do. But that did make me glad that we had gotten as many as we could done on the first booklet. I think we did 18 on the first book out of the 20. Yeah, 18 out of the 20. Um, What ones did we not do? We didn't do... Rise. And we didn't do Peter Pan. Was that on there? No. No, that wasn't on there. It was Casey Jr., wasn't it? Oh, yeah, Casey Jr. We tried to do Casey Jr., and it was just going to be too long. So we had to leave because we had to hurry to our, I don't remember. It was it was for Mickey and Minnie. We had to hurry and get over there, didn't we? And then it ended up being closed. <laughs> oh, yes. That was too bad. But when we finally did go over to ride Mickey and Minnie, then we got in there. We actually rode that with our first booklet. So maybe we did 19 on our first book. I'm not sure. I can't remember. They didn't let us have our books back either, which is too bad. We should have taken pictures. It had just barely opened when we got over to Mickey and Minnie's. And so we waited, I think, 20-ish minutes uh-huh. to ride it, which was really good because a lot of, we caught it at a really good time because a lot of people got over there to ride it and it was a couple hour wait and they weren't able to do it because the line was so long. So we did get lucky with that. Yeah. So we... We're going on our second book. We did things like Mr. Toad and Autopia, Autopia and Buzz, Pinocchio, Snow White, Monorail. And we had the train on our second booklet. And the train counted as four questions on our book. So like four attractions. Each stop counted as an attraction. Four points. Yeah. So we knew 100% we had to get the train done or else we would be in trouble. But when we got on the train, I just got so tired and like checked out. <laughs> kind of. You carried us on the train. You answered all those questions. You were like shouting out answers. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we're answering questions. I'm not even paying attention. I'm literally just sitting here doing nothing. It had been a long day. <laughs> it had been. You carried us on the train for sure. We had to answer things like how many exit signs were on just on the wall the ground in between the grand canyon yeah on the yeah and the primeval world and that one was tricky because we were like there's exit signs on the ground but if you were sitting on a certain place on the train you wouldn't be able to see them and so do we count those do we not so much stress but we had to turn in our books back at the Anaheim Hotel at 6.30 p.m. And if you were late, then you got 
like minus a point for every minute you were late. So you had to turn them in by 630. You could turn them in before. So we raced ourselves back over to the Anaheim Hotel and we turned our booklets in, I think like, like at 620. 625 or something like that. Yeah, we were cutting it close. But we wanted to get in as much as we possibly could. So we decided that we could walk fast. We decided to squeeze in one more ride. So we got all turned in. And then we waited for an hour till the awards show started. So we went and got some dinner. And then they had they had entertainment because they were still scoring people's booklets. Yeah. And based on a lot of people tied. And if you tied, then you got... Whoever got it in first wins. So if they had turned theirs in at 6.05 and you turned yours in at 6.15, the person who was there earlier would be ahead of you points-wise or in the ranking system. So we turned it in and they had some voice actors there. The voice of Minnie Mouse was there and that was fun. And the voice of the guy who does Turtle Talk with Crush, he was there. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, they did some little impressions. That was fun. And I don't know who the other two people were. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't I didn't know what they were on. We're not that cool or up with cartoons, I guess. So we didn't know. But it was fun to see Minnie Mouse and the Turtle Talk with Crush guy. And then they did the awards. They the big prize for the winner of the gumball rally is this amazing trophy. It's huge. It's different every year and kind of encompasses the theme. So this year's theme was off the rails yeah. and it was a pretty cool trophy. I'll have to put a picture of it in my stories again, but it was a pretty cool trophy. And this trophy is coveted. Like there's people who have done this every single year and people are intense. They love the gumball rally. They love the trophy. And they kind of love the camaraderie of competing and doing this year after year. So they announced the top 10 places and the winner of the gumball rally got the trophy. Everyone else got a ribbon. And it was pretty fun. Everybody was excited for them. And the winner got, I think, 47 questions answered. Yep, 47 points. Yes, and nobody got all 49. I guess that's pretty uncommon. Usually there's somebody or multiple teams who are able to do all the attractions, but nobody did this year. So I guess it was a tougher year. Yeah. But we thought that they were going to announce the winner of the creative team that night and they didn't. So that was a little disappointing because we went through this whole day just so excited to see where we placed and then we didn't hear anything. And while I was talking to some of the other creator teams that night, I found out it was in the written rules, which I did not read because I listened so carefully to the rules, I figured I had it down. But in the written rules that they gave us, it says that you can justify your answer to any question you want. So we could have put, there were three pirates on the steps, but there's also one sitting just above on a barrel. We could have put those things to explain ourselves but we didn't. So then I was feeling really discouraged. I was like, oh my gosh, we could have answered all these questions correctly because we did all the attractions that we said we did. We just didn't know. I thought we had to come up with one answer. So I was a little discouraged and we ended up not finding out for almost a week to get our results back, which was agonizing because I kept talking with other 
teams and saying, well, what did you put for this answer? And what did you put for that answer? And I started thinking, man, we really probably blew it because we didn't explain our answers, which was a bummer. But then we got the results. There was an email that went out and in the email, then Dusty kind of explained some of the answers to questions. And he's, I realized as I was reading it that he really wasn't trying to trick us, which made me feel glad, but that they really just wanted to make sure that you were had ridden the ride. So if you demonstrated that you had ridden it, then they gave you the point. So I had been so stressed about the cave question over at Mark Twain. Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer. Yes. What did I say? Mark Twain. Mark Twain. Tom Sawyer. Yeah. <laughs> they were friends, right? They were friends. <laughs> Yes. So I was stressed about that, but he said that they had a volunteer sitting over there. And if a team came over and was trying to count the caves, then they gave them the point, no matter what answer they put down. So that made me feel good that he wasn't trying to trick us, that we had done what we could and we had ridden the rides and we actually got full credit for all of the attractions. We did 39 and we got 39 points. Yep. That's that's pretty good. Out of 49? Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty good. And should we tell them where we ranked? Well, we're going to have to. We're going to have to. We can't drag it out. Can't leave them hanging anymore. Nope. Well, we won. We won the creative team's bracket. Insert applause right here. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and overall, we actually came in 23rd, which I thought was pretty good, too. Yeah. I didn't have any doubts. No, you didn't. I was with the I was with the Disneyland master. <laughs> we had some setbacks though with the throw up and the slow loading boats and the the ride being down for Mickey and Minnie. Yeah, but I think everybody probably had setbacks. They did. The more we talked to other teams, it's I mean there's always setbacks on Disney days. You just don't know what's going to get you. So, we did it though and we won, which makes it even more fun, I think. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so we just won bragging rights. That's mostly what we get, but that's pretty good. Bragging rights makes me feel pretty happy. It was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was fun. On my Instagram stories, I asked if anyone had any questions about the gumball rally. So we're going to read some of these questions and answer them before we wrap it up. So Tia asked, how many steps did you record on your fitness tracker that day? And I recorded... 23,890 steps or like 10 and a half miles. What did you get? I'm showing 22,395 with 11 and a half miles. So my stride is longer. There's no way what you walked a whole mile more than I did. Well, these, these things are always going to be a little bit off, but I guess. Yeah. One of the rules is you have to stay together with your team at all times. So if one of your team members can't ride something or, doesn't want to ride something, they have to wait at the exit and you have to stay together. If you go to the bathroom, you all go together. If you're going to get something to eat, you all go together. So it's not like one person can do this ride and another person does another ride. You can't split it up. Everybody stays together as a team. Let me clear that up though. If you go to the bathroom, you go together, you go to separate bathrooms, <laughs> but you have to be there in the same vicinity. <laughs> Good clarification. Yeah. Just want to make that perfectly clear. <laughs> Not some weird guy going into the women's bathrooms. No. 
Um, Juanita wanted to know who was more competitive. I think it was probably me at Disney things. If we're doing something else, it would probably be you. You think? I'll I'll go with that. Yeah, definitely with the Disney stuff, you you'd be more competitive. And given that you were apparently super stressed but wasn't weren't showing it, then I would say yeah, you were definitely more competitive. <laughs> I was trying to have fun too at the same time. I'm like make this fun. This is a fun day at Disneyland. Got to keep it fun. We're just here to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> And here I am. Eat your protein bar. <laughs> Drink this lukewarm protein shake. It'll do you good. Stay fueled. <laughs> oh, so I think it just depends. But if it's the gumball rally, then me. Jen asked, how often is it held? It's held every single February. There's not an exact date for 2024 yet, but you can plan on it being sometime in February. Um, Cece asked, what was the biggest obstacle in trying to get on all the rides? People throwing up. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's one of them. I think a lot of it is just second guessing yourself too. Cause like how, I mean, there's a posted wait time, but how long will you actually end up waiting? You don't know. Yeah. I mean, we, we could check wait times, but that didn't do us any good because we have things like people throwing up on the ride that will hold you up even though it said 20 minutes it ended up being 30 minutes so that was just hard to kind of play that guessing game but like you said earlier was a lot of luck involved yeah for sure rob asked is there an entry fee and can anyone enter there is an entry fee this year it was 60 dollars per competitor i don't know if that will be the same next year but anyone can enter the more the merrier so it's open to everybody that doesn't include like your park ticket you still need to pay for your park ticket and have your park reservation on top of that but i thought it was totally great yeah melissa asked why is it called the gumball rally so i had to google it because why is it called the gumball rally it is named actually after a famous car race that takes place every single year so the gumball rally it's called the Gumball 3000, is an annual 3,000-mile international celebrity motor rally which takes place on public roads. The name comes from the 1976 movie The Gumball Rally. It was established in 1999 by Maximilian Cooper with his vision to combine cars, music, fashion, and entertainment. So I guess these cars race all around on public roads in exotic cars. There's not a lot of rules on this race, and they attend parties each night for seven nights, and it's a very exclusive experience. So that's why it's called the Gumball Rally, even though it's nothing like the Gumball Rally, the Disney Gumball Rally. That'd be pretty amazing, though, if they said there's no rules whatsoever. It's just every person for themselves. <laughs> That probably that probably lead to some some pretty uh, questionable tactics. It probably would. People would be cheating yeah. and all kinds of stuff. So there's no race cars. There's no seven nights of parties. We didn't see any celebrities. But other than that, it's just like the Kumpa Rally three thousand. <laughs> it's a race. <laughs> um, let's see. One more question. Bobby asked, would you do it again? What do you think? 100%. Yep. Me too. Yep. It was so fun. And I feel like now that we know what to expect, I wouldn't be as stressed. Probably actually I would. 
Probably not. I don't know. You know what to expect, and you know that I'm I'm a decent teammate, right? Yeah, you're a great teammate. Yeah, so we'll do it again. Yeah, I think we have to. We have to uphold our title. Yeah, defend our title. Yeah. Dusty, get me in there with a weight vest. No, that'll slow us down. No. You can't wear a weight vest. <laughs> I'm saying no. Probably walk in there and look like I'm wearing some, <laughs> some vest that's like a full of dynamite or something. That would be yeah. that'd be a bad thing. Yep. I mean, I'm calling no on that. Okay. But I think we're planning on going back next year. See how it goes. It's a lot of luck. And you can't even really strategize before you go because you don't know what the rules are going to be. And you don't know what rides are going to be on the list or when. Right. You don't know which book you're going to get and things like that. So you just have to kind of go on the fly. But there's people who have been doing this for years and years. It's really popular. And I think after you do it once, you kind of are hooked and want to do it again. Yeah. At least I am. I don't think it would be good for people who don't visit, you know, if this was your first visit to Disneyland, I don't think this is a good way to do it. No. It would be terrible. But if you visit, have visited before, kind of know the lay of the land or going with somebody who does and are ready to hustle, then and kind of experience Disneyland in a different way, then this is totally for you and lots of fun. Yes. Okay. Well, we'll be there next year. I'm excited. Buckle up. <laughs> all right. Thanks for joining me and talking all about Gumball Rally. Thanks for having me. We'll see you around the house. <laughs> Love you. Love you too. <laughs> Bye. Well, there you have it, our Gumball Rally experience. Thank you so much to my husband, Mace, for joining me to talk all about it. It really was such a fun experience. I know I had some anxiety and stress over my choices, different decisions throughout the day, but overall, it was really fun, and I am really looking forward to doing it again next year. I can't wait to see what the theme will be for next year and the new twists and turns that will happen because there's always something new and exciting going on with Gumball Rally. So if this sounded even slightly interesting to you, you really need to come and try it. Come and join us. Come Gumball Rally with us next February. I can't tell you how many messages I've got on Instagram. I've had like neighbors stop me and say, hey, I saw you doing Gumball Rally. That looked amazing. I want to do it. So many people aren't aware of this fun event and now that you know, come and do it. Come and join us. It really is so fun. It's going to be a day at Disneyland that you will for sure never forget. <laughs> I can't wait. Well, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you listening. Make sure you're following me on Instagram so you can check out all the things I put on there. There's always lots of information I'm posting. And if you're not subscribed to my newsletter, come and subscribe. I send out some helpful information once a month. And when you subscribe, you're automatically entered to win my magic mail that happens once a month. I just pick someone randomly from my newsletter list and send them magic mail. It's pretty fun. There's a link to that in the show notes. You can check that out as well. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to my podcast. That's what helps people find me. And you don't want to miss some of the exciting episodes that I have coming up. I think you're amazing and I'm so glad that you're here with me on this podcast journey. 
I will be back next week with something new. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon.